1: alienation version 2.0 I am Dan this is episode 81 and I've got a I've got a, a nugget of wisdom a, a pearl if you will are you guys ready for this
0: ready you, you, every, sure now and ag-
1: every now and again you have a kind of a, a rule of life I have a new rule my new rule is don't put walkers in the barn
2: Walk- you're right
0: dude <laughs> Yeah, someone's I, been watching Walking Dead, dude. I thought that you were talking about old people in their walkers. Oh yeah. my gosh! <laughs> and I was like, I was, uh, right. okay, I could see him with a walker, but where'd the barn come from? Yeah, I'll go. So
3: with
2: can it. we can we sort of draw some metaphor out of this?
1: No, it's just a it's just a, a, a good rule to live by. I mean, you don't want to put the walkers in the barn. But, I mean, it just makes sense. It's just sense, common sense. That's all it is. Why would you? Why would Hershel put walkers in the barn, dude?
2: Because he thought that they were, uh, they were real people that he could fix, dude.
1: I whatever. No, it's,
2: I'll. Ta- you know why he put walkers in the barn? Because if he hadn't, we would not have seen the epicness that was Shane having a shit attack to shoot them all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got a good point. Anyway, guys, you just heard Justin give us the reason why the walkers were in the barn. Justin, say hi.
2: Hi guys, how's it going? You heard
1: Nick a bit ago. What's up? And then, of course, Jesse's with us.
2: What's up, guys?
1: Walking Dead aside, as cool as that show is, I think we're here to talk about helicopters. I RC, agree. The the RC variety in particular. So, what, what's been going on this week? Anybody getting a flying in? Who wants to go first?
3: I got some flying in. I don't Ooh, believe you. But I did. R- really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> go figure, right?
1: What, what? I mean, like, on right. the sim, I mean, right? You didn't
3: actually go to No, no, no. Like, okay, get this. Get this. So, actually... I, yeah, I loaded everything up in my truck and I went to the actual field and I flew my actual
2: helicopters.
1: Justin, do you see how that works?
3: I you know, I hear it.
1: I hear it, but I'm
2: I'm one of those people that have to learn by by seeing.
1: That was a great lesson for Justin. That was yeah, I mean,
2: those are just the steps that it takes
3: to get there. Easier said than done.
1: Easier said than done. So what, what happened easier. while you were at the field this week, dude? Anything exciting? You didn't crash this week, did you?
3: No, I didn't crash. Um, well, yeah, it was it was Tuesday. I didn't get out last weekend. The weather was just, you know, crap here all weekend. Windy, raining. It, I mean, it kind of reminded me of where uh, Nick lives, you know, up there. Mm-hmm. So that's how it was here last weekend. Yeah. So no no flying. But um, I got out Tuesday. Um, really nice day out, you know, mid to upper 50s, no wind. Got out there about 10, 30 in the morning. Yeah, I got in about seven or eight flights on the 7HV in about... 10 flights on the warp. On
2: Tuesday?
3: Yeah, on Tuesday. Don't see, you like go to school? Well, no, Tuesday's his day off, dude. Yeah, Tuesday's my day off. Come on, I have. keep oh, up, Justin. So this no is this classes is, on Tuesday. So here's Tuesday. my schedule, Justin. To get to get this. This is my schedule. Class Monday, flying Tuesday, class Wednesday, flying Thursday, class Friday, fly Saturday, Sunday, and then do it all over again. Weather permitting, of course. Oh, Come on! So, His whole
1: seriously,
0: education is based around stick time. is
1: based on flying. Yeah, he's only hey. got a, he's only got a couple more years of that left.
0: I know
2: it's killing me. Yeah. I don't know, man. No. I, I don't think we went to the same sort of engineering school, dude. Because <laughs> uh, if I wasn't helicopters back then, I would not be getting that much flight time in.
1: Different different schools, hey. man. Different. Uh, you know, different at the community schools. college, they don't expect as much of you.
0: Yeah, community college. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Poor
0: Jesse. Yeah. The, he goes to the one that still gives you stars Man. and blue ribbons. <laughs> yeah, the stickers. You know, you get a smiley report on or smiley
2: face on yeah. his uh, on his yeah. midterm. Yeah,
0: and yep. we made keychains.
1: <laughs> and, and he gets extra credit if he brings back Finger the paint. report card that his parents signed. Man,
3: this is this is bad. I mean, I can give you guys my. My transcript is pretty, you know, it's, it's good. I'll <laughs> well, show it anyway. you know,
1: you can't shine shit. Yeah, you can. Oh. Uh. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll quit giving you a hard time. We're just giving you a hard
3: time.
0: <laughs> had also, to back off of Justin for a week. Yeah, it's, it's all good. It's all good. So,
1: what else happened, um, dude? Anything new and exciting? I mean, you know, it's I'm been a week been, since I... T- I haven't heard to talk to any uh, of it, you guys this week.
3: Yeah, you've been off the grid. It's oh, been a quiet week for you, yeah. yeah. I've been hitting the sim harder, you know, hit the sim again this week hard. Yeah. Um, it was kind of time to, I don't know, I was getting, I found myself just messing around on the sim, not being very productive. Yes. Um, and I kind of took, you know, a couple, actually probably like a week off, um, just got really busy. And this week I, you know, sat back down, picked out four or five maneuvers again and started hitting it hard again, actually practicing. Started the down. process over. Because, you know, it's yes. getting time.
1: I mean, you pretty soon you're going to be out in the public and you got to, yeah. you know, you got to start throwing down.
3: Exactly. So working on the inverted hover and you know, so Justin, know did you get? Did you pick up there.
1: a lesson there about the sim? How you need to. <laughs> 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 no, comment. No, comment, no comment. All right, that sounds good, man. Anything else happened, or should we move on? Do you want me to move on to somebody else? Somebody um, else so time?
3: there is one one other thing. Oh,
1: what's a, what? What's that?
3: I, you know, I was talking about my my new heli last week.
1: Oh, that's I, right.
3: You know everything. Besides the heli, let's not forget that. But everything else is sitting right here, just waiting for that heli to get here tomorrow.
1: Nice. So, and the heli that, is
3: again. What was that? What kind of heli is it? An Align T-Rex 700. I just
1: wanted to make you say it.
3: Yeah. But like we <laughs> but, said, you
1: know, it's hold it's, you, on, Jesse, what you can so afford. The
2: heli's going to get here tomorrow, right? Yeah. And could you, could you fill us in on your plan to complete that heli?
3: All right, so this is where it gets a little complicated because there <laughs> oh. there are some priority
2: calls he's making in here.
3: Yeah, but I know you have priorities too. <laughs> I do. No, I, you know I'm not backing down. But you, let's just say if you don't beat me on this one, you should be ashamed because <laughs> oh because because let me explain. Let me explain. I probably won't get a touch of the heli this weekend um, because delivering the heli to me would be my girlfriend. Oh, so I, okay, you know,
1: I'm making the connection here.
3: Yeah, there goes the heli wrenching time for Saturday and Sunday. So, and what then, are you gonna do?
1: What are you gonna be doing other than that? I mean, you know,
3: he's going out for dinner, reading movies, to each other. Yeah, you know,
1: <laughs> going to t- going to Sunday school, something. Yeah, it's gonna be wholesome, I'm sure, right?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That okay. So, so then, you're gonna be preoccupied, is what you're telling exactly. us. Exactly. And then next weekend, I'm out of town, so I can't even get to fly. I can't get to it that weekend so that brings me to the following weekend
1: which pretty much puts us at the first of may
3: yeah that is uh, yeah that's like right at the first of may
1: which only puts you two weeks away from othello
3: exactly
1: or two and a half weeks or three so weeks
3: so that that's kind of my timeline like i said unless i can get out there on a tuesday or thursday but i'm i'm pretty packed right now so
1: well that sounds good it's not looking like it i have faith in you getting it done before justin does i just yeah i mean worst you know case
3: i'm
0: hovering it in my apartment <laughs> <laughs> but let's not forget, though. There's there's one minor detail which everyone is leaving out. That helicopter is not showing up in ready to fly format. Oh That's true. no, no, no!
3: And it's not yeah. even torn down. <laughs> I it's <did. laughs> in a box. It's. A- Nick calls me yesterday. He's like, "Is <laughs> he? Did he put so, it in
1: that cool MKS box?"
3: So I, I mean, I, that box we love so. That much. That box better no. be in there. No. <laughs> no. So he calls. He calls me yesterday. He's like, "So the the heli's ready to be picked up, but." Um, I kind of got, you know, tired, distracted, whatever, and I forgot to pull all my servos and motor out of it. <laughs> you
0: think you, think oh, you could dude. do that and send it back? <laughs> I've walked by that thing a dozen, I mean, countless times sitting right there. And in my mind, apparently it was ready to go. <laughs> I had even taken the whole tail to work, you know, and took the boom out and the torque tube and all that junk and popped the bearings off the torque tube and have all the tail parts in, in a box and. And uh, I was just like, okay, yeah, sweet. I'll just throw it in the box. Everything will be good to go. And then I actually, I forgot. I fell asleep. Came home the next day uh, at like lunchtime. I was like, oh, crap. I got to throw that in there for him. I walk in there. I'm like, oh, all my stuff is still in <laughs> Genius. Genius, yeah. I tell you. Yes.
3: So, so what you're saying is I got a couple hours of work ahead of me. A couple of extra hours. I didn't even
1: wipe it yeah. down. Oh, my
2: gosh. <laughs> It is
1: filthy dirty.
2: Right? So Justin. Yeah.
1: What have you been up to this week?
2: I haven't been flying.
1: That doesn't surprise me.
2: Yep. Don't don't worry about that. We're just <laughs> moving on. It's already uh it's already out there. It's been rainy and crappy. And yeah. so I have been working on the nitro.
1: Uh-oh.
2: And I'll tell you what, it's getting close, man. I got my YS ninety one three DS and my Hatori pipe. Mm-hmm. I have all my servos and my fly barless system in it. Yep. Oh, and boy. I have um, what did I do? I've got. Oh, I ordered two cases of uh, cool power.
1: Nice. Today, nice. And
2: I actually found a local hobby shop. I was surprised by this. I found a local hobby shop today that uh, carried cool power 30 nice so i got two gallons of that just to hold me off until the two cases come my way and uh yeah i'm i'm pretty psyched now i'm making a couple of making a couple of um sacrifices here in an attempt to destroy jesse and his (laughs) timeline i knew that was going and those specifically (laughs) those would be that it will not get remadened with a governor I'll I'll rock it old school with some uh, uh, throttle curves, and what? wow, and <laughs> Wait are we, a ca- are we here. counting that? Are we counting that? We're counting we, it if is it goes in the, the air. It's counting if it's, if counting, it's in man. the air, dude. If it is suspended without me holding it up, it, it counts, counts. Wow. absolutely.
3: Just throw it up. It's already in pieces. I'll just chuck mine up,
2: and. <laughs> I uh, I'm going super old school on the on the glow plug. I'm just gonna rock like a standard crappy glow plug, char- like the chargeable glow plug <laughs> igniters that that's been lying around in my garage for
0: however long. Nice. This is a whole nice, I... <laughs> that thing's been sitting there for three months, and that's what you come up with? No governor and a glow. Igniter? What do you mean three? I months? thought we were gonna hear.
2: I thought we were gonna hear fly bar. I'm
3: Three flying with fly. Yeah. Get out of no
0: here.
2: I just, I just bought the governor. It'll be here on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? Or you Justin. guys are just bitter because you actually realized just then that I have a pretty good chance of beating I, Jesse. You know what? You do, man. You I do. I you have a very good chance. I'm shocked. I, I gotta admit. Now, I, I I would also like to point out to the listeners that I do have similar obligations. Um I have a wife. And oh, I have oh, a six-month-old son. <laughs> yeah, and um, so and, and you know I'm not making an excuse about that.
1: Does the wife know about the girlfriend?
2: <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> Whether she does or she doesn't, they both know that I'm working on the damn heli this weekend. <laughs>
1: oh, that is funny. See, so- if you
2: were going to do it the right way, Jesse, you yeah. would hang out with your girlfriend. You know, go to a movie dinner, play some chess whatever Dan was alluding to there. And then when she goes to bed, you would be up all night finishing it like our good friend Nick usually does. I could su- I could surprise everyone. All right, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm still You know I don't think it's
1: I'm going to Justin's my new pony on this one. I'm going to go with Justin. Uh, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to make a switch midstream.
2: Now, let's okay, I let's get some ground rules laid down here. If I hover it in my backyard because the weather's crappy and that's all I can get, does that count? If I I hang it from a string in my apartment, does that count? (laughs) No. I'm talking about actually (laughs) self-propelled. Yeah,
0: that's fine. I don't care. care So if I take a video of
2: it hovering in my backyard, yes, you're good with that?
1: I'm good with that. Okay. And
2: inverted. That's the only thing. (laughs) Have you seen my backyard?
0: (laughs) Yep. No,
2: yeah, that's why you said inverted,
0: <laughs> 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 and make sure and do the before and after pictures of the two. Right? Too, yeah, please. exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, that that counts.
1: We'll I, see. I'm I pulling for you, Justin. I'm pulling for all you. All right, man. all right.
3: It's not often that I'll I'll
1: side with you, but this time I'm gonna.
3: I know, but now if we had to make a prediction
2: on who's gonna get 20 flights on it first, oh, that's definitely <laughs> you, dude. You'll have 20 flights on it before I have like a gallon through it. Yeah, speaking of that, I was looking at the size of the fuel tank on this thing. I that's not going
3: to be fun to, f- you know, fill up with fuel flight after flight. You think? That's I, nothing. I
2: think. <laughs> oh, dude, have you yeah. seen the size of the fuel tank on mine? On the net- no. No. flash Oh, I no. have It. it can, yeah, I mean it, it. It's it's like uh, it's like strapping a gas can to your heli. <laughs> <laughs> it puts
1: a big gulp to shame. Oh, jeez. Alrighty. So, is that it, man? Is that all you got going on? Yeah, I think so. Yeah? How about you, Nick? What do you got going on this week? What what, what have you been up to? Daily squat and nothing. Yeah? You're back from from Vegas after a week, and you're still not up to nothing? No flying or nothing? No, we've had some just
0: freaking horrendous weather. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really bad, and I've been... uh,
2: I charged him a buck fifty to use that uh, line out of the Rolodex.
0: By the way,
1: <laughs> royalties. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. No, I've been. Uh, I was uh, waiting for some parts out of a machine shop to get finished.
2: That one cost him seventy-five cents. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're racking up a bill here, dude. Yeah.
0: Well, you know. Um, but it's, uh, it's together right now. So if it doesn't rain tomorrow, I'll be flying tomorrow. All right. But no, past that, uh, just been busy with other stuff, but not, unfortunately, no nada.
1: No nada. Dude. I don't know. Uh, this weather has been, we, we really got a tease here. I mean, it was really nice a week and a half ago, 60, 65 degrees, sunny. And then this, I guess, actual spring weather hits us, and um, today I got to fly, and Monday I got to fly, but it was just miserably windy and rainy all week. But I got to go fly at the new field, at the new, I mentioned, remember I mentioned last week that I got a new Mm -hmm. place to fly?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And
3: And you
1: uh, posted
2: a picture, too, didn't you?
1: Did you guys see that sky? Dude. Yeah. They don't call it the Big Sky State for nothing, my friends. It was just amazing day. I mean, actually, it was actually quite quite cold. I mean, it looked nice in that picture, but it was still it was still fairly cold. But it was still nice, not you know, nice in comparison to the relative days around that particular day. But uh, it was actually kind of cool because you know we're right off of one of the main roads in in town, and no one really came in to talk to us, but. Several people just stopped, pulled off to the side of the road, and watched us fly. And my number one goal to having it in town like that is to get interest. And they're all supportive. Uh, the, the fairgrounds people are just amazing. They're like, oh, do whatever you want. So we're going to start flying there quite a bit. So you were getting like a crowd. Well, I, I don't want to say a crowd, but you know, two, three people would stop and the. And the people that lived uh, down the way, would co- they were coming down and walking down the, the road and kind of standing at the fence and watching. Looky-loose. Looky-loose. Nice. And I figure, you know, eventually you're going to have somebody that's going to try to figure out how to get back there. And the problem is that particular area, there's a gate right there, but it's locked. And to get to where we are, you actually have to go way in the back of the fairgrounds and kind of wiggle your way up through the buildings and get to where we, were, where we are. But once you're there, you're invisible. You're right there in front of everybody that's driving by, so people are gonna have a hard time figuring out how to get back to us. I'm gonna see if I can talk them into giving giving me a key to that gate Ooh. for when I'm flying. Hmm. I can just open the gate. Nice. Get some access. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm I fly pretty hard. I, I smack a helicopter down every now and again. Yeah, I strip the main gear in flight. Yeah. Just saying.
0: Yep. Just saying. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Pitch pumping one the guy shit goes, out of that
2: thing.
0: One yeah, guy goes, and the other two laugh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I don't know, man. I, uh it, it just, uh, typical, it, a lot of flights on that. It's just, uh, I don't know what the hell that, what is it, 0.7? You were saying, Nick?
0: Yeah, mod modulus. 0.7. Oh, I see. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, it was, uh it just, I don't know how many
0: flights. Ex- apparently, they're not expected to make it through like four hundred and seventy six gallons. I guess not. I don't understand. How many that.
2: gallons did you put on it yesterday?
1: Uh you mean today, Friday?
0: Today, yep, sorry.
1: Um I went through a just under two gallons today. Dude.
2: Oh. So, you, yeah, you were putting on a show for everyone that walked
1: out. Well, they, I was at, the, actually, today I wasn't at the fairgrounds. I was at, because, uh, okay. the, the you know, it's, it was a nice day, and the old guys called me, oh, come on down. And so, my plan is to fly at both places. Uh, more often than not, I'll fly at the fairgrounds, uh, but when and, the old And guys, how far away is that from you? Five miles, four and a half miles. Wow. The fairgrounds is? Fairgrounds. And the nice. other field's only seven miles. How many spectators did you get? Um, at the fairgrounds the other day? Yeah. I You know, throughout the whole day, 15, 20, stopped. No one came in to talk to us. They all stopped out on the street and pulled off the street. And, Fascinating.
2: Uh, yeah. It's pretty good. You know what that suggests? That there's interest? There are, in fact... Greater than three people that live in Montana. I knew this. Well, they could have just been driving different cars. Or they could have been visiting. That's yeah. That's you're right. Driving
1: through. I mean, you guys drove. I mean, you guys all drove through.
2: You didn't check their license plates, so (laughs) I I guess
1: we can't
0: say for sure.
1: I didn't look for IDs.
0: (laughs) Which, for the record, I drove through
1: as fast as possible, (laughs) (laughs) and it still took you 16
2: hours
0: or whatever (laughs) it was. (laughs) No kidding.
1: Swear to God, man, you guys are gonna be. So jealous of me when the the Walking Dead thing happens, and I'm out here in Montana, and you guys are over there in Seattle. Do you have no. a
2: barn though on your property? Because <laughs> if we do make it there, we may only make it as zombies, and you might have to stick us in the barn.
1: No, there will be no barnage for you guys. I don't keep. Didn't you? Get, didn't you hear what I said at the beginning of the show? That's a life I lesson. Did. No, no walkers in the barn. So I'm gonna have to kill you. I'm sorry. All right. So that's all. Uh, that's all I've been up to, guys. Just uh, trying to get through this spring weather. Looking forward to the upcoming fly season. Cannot wait to get to some fun flies. Enjoying the greatness that is the nitro. It's flowing through my veins, brothers. I love the nitro. And they love you. I, I'm <laughs> yeah. starting
2: to feel it right along with you, and I haven't even flown
1: mine, dude. We need to do. We need to revitalize the nitro ness. Uh, something. I'm game. How do we do that? How do we? How do we? How do we make people want to fly nitro? Um,
3: Teach them, tell mm. them that they need to stop
1: relying on that eleven horsepower and actually learn how to fly. Is that, or is that too is that too gruff?
2: That yeah, that might be. <laughs> is that the wrong slightly more aggressive tactic? than <laughs>
1: that's the wrong approach.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. We'll 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 think of something. We will think of something. Well, I think maybe we should do some news. I think it's about that time.
0: Somewhere, on the other side of town, lies a helicopter, broken, bent, and clinging to life. How it got there is a mystery. Was it a lockout, or just dumb thumbs? One thing we do know, though, is the only chance it has for the right parts to bring it back to life? Helipros.com
1: This, this week's news brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. So, Nick, give me the news, dude. All right, we've got, um, so we've, we've
0: all, well, not all of us, but me and you, we, we've flown the HeliMax, the CP100. They've got the SS out now, so this is the brushless version, which I've seen some videos. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. You can actually get some flights on it. Parts aren't wearing out. I mean, this is this is it. And they took it one level further. And this is cool because uh, they actually beat Horizon to something.
1: Oh, oh. I, I know. It's like what? This
0: this can't be. It is true. They are. They have an Axe 100 SSL version. The L. Standing for lighted. So standing for what? Lighted. So the oh. LEDs, they've got LEDs in the blade. It's a freaking, <laughs> it is a night oh, machine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, how cool is that? That is kind of cool. Dude, I, yeah. I mean, summer night, sitting out in the front yard, that would be a hoot. Hmm. That, Yeah. Yeah, I, and I, I just think it's awesome because I even caught a post of uh, our dude man, Larry. <laughs> he dropped a big bomb on the on the Horizon Facebook. He was like, so I saw that your competitor is coming out with a lighted version first. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love Larry for that. Any plans? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. So I've got a little, it's kind of like a little walkthrough video here, teaser, of uh of everything that they've got going on with this one uh i mean i think it's awesome and, and the brushless thing is just i don't even know why they make anything brushed anymore i was gonna just, ask why did you yeah.
1: why they should have started that way shouldn't they in this day and age I nowadays
0: mean, you'd
2: think so yeah i i don't know what they're thinking
0: i feel like it's turning
1: now yeah
0: you know but there's there the car community's still hanging on to it Like, it's precious for some reason, but that's beside the point. Uh, So, MKS has, um, they've announced a new mini cyclic servo, high voltage. This is crazy. Uh, The MKS DS9767HV, 6.3 to 8.4 volts. Dude, this Uh, thing is going to be awesome. It's going to be insane. They have not published any specs on it yet, (laughs) but... You know, th- this is like the. Uh, so let me ask you: When would you run this at eight point four volts? I guess you'd have to have like an eight four volt BEC. Yeah, this is this is targeting
2: the. This is the basically goblin. the Goblin Five Hundred servo. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what they're working on.
0: Or, yeah, or doing or, it for I
2: hate the ga- the new Gawi X Four Two. Yeah, the new Gawi absolutely E Five the Synergy you know, people have been bugging MKS, as you guys all know, the the DS-95 series, Jesse knows them well, uh, for the 450s, are just, I mean, they are top of the line for that size. You cannot beat them. They're best of the best. And a lot of people have been bugging MKS to do the same thing, but for a 500-sized heli. And so, you know, they've been spending some time doing the development, and now we're going to start to see them.
0: Do we think that uh, these, uh, in the same context that the 450 servos do, do we think that these will add up and outvalue the rest of the helicopter? Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> I got him on that whack. one. We didn't see that one coming. Yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'm I'm going over my show notes right now. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Justin, reaction is supposed to be.
1: <laughs>
2: um yeah i mean they're they will they will probably be more expensive than your typical ds510m <laughs> yeah, that is true
0: that is true but you but know what it's it's uh, gonna go on your goblin 500 dude <sighs> which we've is more all experienced them now and, and there's no question i've not well okay
1: i i don't know what they're all about that is That's true. Okay. We'll, we'll,
0: we'll step it
1: up. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. You guys have, have completely bypassed the most important feature of these MKS servos. and All right, that let's is, hear it. Do these new servos come in that spectacular packaging?
0: Is it another opportunity to buy a badass box? <laughs> is it? Dude, I, I don't know.
1: It it they not have next to do a promotion, box, kit, box, guys. guys. That could almost no, that, justify yeah, that, that, that was the heavily. promotion
2: kit, but they still do come in nice plastic cases.
1: <laughs> that could almost justify buying and building a new alley Just for the box. Right? <laughs> Just for the... Hey, you know what,
0: though? This is an Speaking addiction. Of that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, here, here's the sidetrack. Uh, no, best box award by far. And this is out of everything that I've purchased. Scorpion ESCs. Yep. I have the yep. wooden box with the oh, oh, Back yeah. when they did yeah, the too.
2: wooden boxes, I've uh, still got like three
0: or four of them. Yep. Yeah, I have one. It's nice enough that I would actually put like a relative's ashes in it. <laughs>
1: <nice>? <laughs> Seriously, I have some dog ashes sitting on my kitchen table. If... <laughs> <That'll work. laughs> That's right. Buddy's still it's sitting not next to the pepper shaker, is it? <laughs> Buddy is still sitting. You guys remember Buddy. He's still sitting. Yeah, He's still yes. sitting over in my kitchen. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I just did I just put a dark cloud over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Awkward. Uh,
0: so what other news you got, Nick? Uh yeah. So anyway, moving right <laughs> quickly right along. Um Align has a new update out now for the 3GX and for the APS uh, three point one. I do believe it is. Uh, yeah, you know, if you, if you've got one, go do it. And, uh, yeah, we don't, you know, no, I'm just giving you a hard time. So they did, uh, they improved the takeoff and landing stability. Apparently that was a problem. <laughs> yeah. What, what is that about? <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't tell anyone though, if I did, um, let's see. Uh, they did update, did some tail updates, um, for better dampening on the tail uh just to give it a more direct feeling uh some cyclic updates i mean they've they've definitely been since jamie's got aboard they've they've been putting a fair amount of effort into that get you know just getting it increasing the standard at which it flies at yep yeah. for you n x four owners god dude this is just this is horrible this is so hard for me to say. You can now fly the NX4 on real flight. Hmm.
3: Don't
0: what, mind what, if I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so I'm gonna give a an official Phoenix. I know you're listening. <laughs> oh. It's not gonna work, dude. Hear me, hear me. Okay, focus. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude i'm trying to stay loyal we're getting our asses handed to you're making
2: here. it really hard
0: <laughs> yeah i mean seriously yeah thanks for letting me fly that goblin uh, that five thousand gazillion people are freaking flying on phoenix going online with phoenix it's like a goblin fest huh not that that's a bad thing, but it's just yeah, I don't know. They need to ramp it up. So good for, I mean, uh, this is awesome for real flight. They're they're doing what, uh, you know, Phoenix used to do, back in the day. Yeah, well, and this is Knife Edge Software, by the way. And so we've got. I'll give you guys a link up there to where you can go download that. App. Real,
1: fight, re- re- real fight
0: real flight, true <laughs>
1: real flight rules, man. No, it's. It- it is,
0: I'm beginning to agree. So, Skookum. Finally, the long-awaited SK-720 Black Edition is now on pre-order.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh nice. 449
0: dollars hmm. All capable to plug that GPS module right into it. Uh, Waypoint. Uh, you know, it'll it'll have the bailout just so everyone knows it has a bailout even without it. But the GPS takes is like hard deck capable. Yeah, all the goodies with the GPS. But finally, you know, a lot of the guys that have already bought the GPS were flying it on the old 720, which just never handled vibes really well. But this one is the same case style as like the SK 540, which couldn't care less about vibration. And uh, yeah, so definitely. Nick, Check do you know out.
2: on this one? Um, I know it, it says in the in the features list upgraded accelerometers, so that's you know for the bailout and self leveling and whatnot. But mm-hmm. is it using the same gyro hardware as the five
0: hundred and forty, or was that upgraded? Um, the gyro portion of it, I do believe, is the same. Okay, the accelerometers are different. And their relationship is a lot different. Like the bailout uh, before, back with the original one, used to depend a lot on the accelerometers. Like right. it was all on the accelerometers. Right. And I think what they've done is kind of gone back and realized that the accelerometers can, uh, you don't have to just completely pass out everything over to the accelerometers from the gyro. You can get them to talk and handshake and make it work a lot better. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the plan with this setup. And then once you add, like, the GPS into it uh, with that, it just takes it to a whole new crazy level. Sweet. Nice. Yeah. Um, so Lynx, uh, if you are a Goblin 500 owner, Lynx is looking for pilots. Uh, they've got a bunch of upgrades coming for the Goblin 500, and they need people to help out, fly it, represent it. Um, so, if you think you've got what it takes, uh, definitely go ahead and shoot an email at team at linkshelly.com. Give them, you know, your scoop, what your deal is, maybe a flying video, a little rundown, and uh, see if they can't get you hooked up. Nick Maxwell did a great video on the update process and some setup tips on the CGY 750 for the version 1.3. Man, I keep hearing a lot of people say that it's they nailed it with one three. Like it's really good. I don't know. Hmm. I think it just it feels kinda like it's too late. You know, like it came out, lost mm-hmm. all the luster. I know a lot of people had sensor failures with them. So I, I hope not. Because it's I mean it's got it had the potential and it sounds like it flies great now. I don't know, maybe they can regain some traction. But if you guys were considering it, definitely check this video out. All the the videos that Nick does um, are great. Definitely great. All right. This is kind of the news of the week. We're going to make this the news slash rant of the week.
1: Nice. I love rants. I know.
0: Um, And this is kind of like I shouldn't just say anything at all because I don't even want to give him that satisfaction. But I'm going to. So Align has apparently decided that at some point they needed to cross over to that next level, or well, let me rephrase that, (laughs) drop down to that next level of we'll do whatever it takes to sell helicopters in regards to now we're going to start bringing some attractive ladies into it and making some pretty risque ads. You know? if that's your thing i i mean goblins done it yes uh not to this level oh it's jeez
1: <laughs> nope. man god you got a link
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i know that's what everyone's going to be like dude i got to check this out no they they took it a lot farther Too than far. sab and i what i personally think don't get me wrong you know <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> these are smoking hot <laughs> but <laughs> It's just like, really? I mean, they they have now gone there. Once again, you can say, dude, you guys, you really went there? Don't you sell enough helicopters? (laughs) I mean, they're... I'm just waiting for (laughs) Mr. Align to be, you know, to drive by him out on the side of the street with a sign up, that you know. (laughs) Be like... Uh, please do. Uh, please do in the accent. That. No, please do in no. the accent. <laughs> no, <laughs> please, no. <laughs> please, please, I'm no, you. No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to do it. And it, what I was going to say is not very appropriate either. <laughs> Come on. What I'm getting at is their their level of desperation is getting pretty bad, and it seems like they're willing to do whatever it takes to just sell one more kit. Dude, I want to welcome you I actually, I think it's kind of funny, dude. I, I think mean, it's pathetic.
1: I, I mean, it's it's so pathetic. It's just, dude, their
0: desperation. desperation.
1: Look, I want to welcome you to my bandwagon, Nick. And if you and if the listeners that have been listening for a long time, you guys will remember. This was long before Nick and Justin and Jesse were around. We had a long discussion on a couple shows about the Avant girls. And I just, I actually got quite a bit of mail about this because I was, I kind of went on and on about, really? I mean, is that what it takes? Is your product so? I guess un, I mean, you have to shroud it with half half naked women to make me want to buy it. See, here's no, the
2: thing, though. I'm not sure they're doing it because they think it's going to increase their sales.
1: Why the hell else would you do it?
2: I think they're doing it because they can. I think it's just a marketing tactic. That's exactly,
1: it. because why do you do marketing it's, tactics?
2: No, but but come on, man. We're talking about a line here.
1: Well, okay. I so, also
0: think it's a difference in cultures, to be completely honest. Oh, don't. No way. Throw that card out. <laughs> They're getting desperate. Uh, oh, dude. Okay. Now you're going to oh, give me so. No. <laughs> Go. <laughs> no. No. Ding, I'm, ding, I'm, ding I'm, in this corner. I, I refuse to do it. Come on. No, No, they're, I mean, they are one step away from walking out on the side of the street with a sign that says, I will suck junk if you buy a helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) There. We love you a long time. (laughs) Yeah,
2: exactly. Marketing idea, Jeff.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, hey, why not? They they uh, seem to have no standards over there. So just uh, you know, hey, yeah, buy. A I can kit.
1: I can see the emails now. The guys buy a at kit, RCHN. Get a free Asian. The guys at RCHN. They're a haters. Listen to them go on about a line. Oh yeah.
0: Nah, it, it's dude. Helis are helis, <laughs> and uh, I don't hate the helicopters. I, I do not. I still think they're actually good helicopters. You know, I I got to
2: say, though, flipping through all the pictures, they made a couple of mistakes. Um, The scantily clad women notwithstanding, um, (laughs) the main ones are as follows. All of the 450s in the pictures have a fly bar. WTF. Okay. In addition to that, all of the 450s in the pictures have blue anodized heads. Uh, Hello. 2005 called you know what they were anodized aluminum back (laughs) and in addition to that they've got this chick like okay i gotta find this picture now here we go this chick is like sitting down on the ground 700 e in front of her and she's got the radio out in front of her like she's flying it in the living room the damn thing's just sitting there
0: (laughs) what is the point of that you know you know the conversation was like you know, as they're walking out to this quote-unquote photo shoot. Oh, we should get, who's got a 450? We should put a 450 in there. I don't have one. Do you have one with you? No, no. Oh, grab that one off the shelf that's been sitting there for four years. No one's going to look at it anyway. Yeah, dust it off, throw it on top of this chick, take some (laughs) pictures. No one's even going to pay attention anyway.
2: And, And it's like, you know, the other thing is that, it's it's pretty shameless because in the pictures where she's especially scantily clad, the the uh, camera focus is so shallow as to really only focus on the chick. And you can see this blurry
0: ass helicopter in the background. <laughs> yeah. Whole new level. Whole new category. Yeah, they, they've they've. <sighs> we love a line. Hey, yeah. That it. Yeah, yeah i got nothing after that i mean i just i don't it just took it all out of you it, it did it, it <laughs> was
1: yeah does anybody else have any news
3: i got some news oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, I, you I was think about i was, oh, was given just i thought justin might jump in there you know i have some compass news if you know, if you're going to allow me to say it on the show, I understand if you just I, kind of want to brush it off, and you no, know, we'll go I, on you know, edit this out. And I, I got
1: the check this week, so you're good.
3: You did okay, so we're good to go. <laughs> we're good to go. <laughs> all right, so this is for all the Compass Warp 360 owners. The replacement stuff, so the new motor can, the new poly brace, and the new canopy mounts are finally ready to be shipped to everyone. Ah. So if you ordered. At a warp 360, at any point in time, whether it was from Heli Direct, Experience RC, or Nankin (now known as Prostar Hobby), just go ahead and shoot them an email, and they should have it ready there for you and ready to ship out. Dude, so wait a minute—free okay. of charge?
1: Nice. Are you
0: freaking serious? That's like awesome. all of them.
3: Yeah. So you get the V. It's a V2, so it's it's a new, just the can on the motor. With, you know, new magnet layout and stuff in there, which takes care of, you know, the tractor noise, as Nick calls it. <laughs> <laughs> the tractor
2: noise.
3: <laughs> and then the, uh, so another, another issue with this heli is some batteries aren't, you're not able to get the battery far enough forward to get it to CG out correctly. So they're now including this new canopy mount so that it allows you, that's about a centimeter forward. Um, so now it gives you plenty of room. You can run a whole variety of packs, and your heli will CG out just fine. Sweet. So, I'm impressed. That, that,
1: is, that is, is really awesome. That's good so, customer ev- service. Yeah, so,
0: yeah. Every single Warp owner will get that. And so, okay, you slipped another one in there that was news to me. Pro Star Hobby. Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, it's a uh, same same exact
3: people, same com- You know, same exact thing. Just just new name. Just uh, really new name, new logo. Just uh spiced it up a little bit.
1: That seems so. people seem to be doing that lately. We should yeah. do that to RCHN. Yeah. What should we what should be our new name? Hmm. Put, putting you guys on the spot? Yeah. Dudes? <laughs> the four dudes. dudes
0: RC show? Dudes RC. <laughs> All Justin's names have four little Yeah, words we can't them, so use any can't of Justin's suggestions. Oh, come
2: on. I can <laughs> I can tone it down a bit.
1: We would have to charge people uh to even come on the site if we use Justin's that wouldn't be any good
0: parental warning (laughs) explicit lyrics
1: so is that it is that it for news i think that's it all righty guys this week's news has been brought to you by helidaily.com your daily rc helicopter news news shit guys i think i need to get a new charger
3: Well, hey, Dan, why don't you head over to Progressive RC and check out that new
2: iCharger 4010 Duo that they got over there. Looks to be a powerhouse. And, dude, while you're at it, check out one of his charger case combos as well. They're great looking.
1: I know, man. Those things look sweet. I think I'm going to do that right now. www.progressiverc.com. Check them out for your charging needs. Ever handed out a douchebag award? Oh <laughs>
0: we've given out uh, a ton of unofficial ones. Unofficial ones, yeah. I think, yeah.
1: I think we've
3: uh, <laughs> dropped some good hints. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think we've come across let's call it the inaugural douchebag award. I can't wait to share this with you guys. So I was um, hanging out on our on our fo- on our webpage today and I was in the chat room and someone showed me a link and um uh, the link was to our forum and there were a few weird comments about oh my god you guys won't believe this check this out so i followed the link to an external to a, an external link to this site and i'm looking at it as we speak it's called the dc area drone users group essentially these are quad flyers and that do the autonomous stuff with the waypoints and whatnot. They're having an event on the 14th of this month. And we had a a show a few shows ago, a few weeks ago, where we kind of questioned where silliness on the part of some may end up hurting the hobby as a whole. I mean, not just helicopters, uh, all of us. Mm-hmm. And so I, yep. I could not believe, and if I'm taking this out of context, I, it's because I'm reading it and I'm about to read it to you guys. If I'm taking it out of context, it's because they didn't take the time to explain exactly what they're doing here. But by, by what I'm reading, these guys deserve the douchebag of the douche bag of the year award. I mean, that's how the year of the year. Wow. Uh, and, now, and dude, the year's... It's, just, its only April. I know. Yeah, that, okay. I don't know. Let's. All right. Are we so, sure? Okay. So let's let's start from the beginning. First of all, there, it's called it's uh, Virginia Flying, I guess is the name. And so here it starts. Let's get together and do some flying together <laughs> in Virginia uh, as a community. Location for this event is Idlee Park. But instead of the main entrance, go to the location of, and it gives a Google link. We have two beer challenges this time. Number one, a six-pack of beer is offered to anyone who can fly autonomously around two objects that I will place in a field. One six-pack for flying close around the outside of objects in an oval pattern. Two six-packs for figure-eight pattern or other autonomous fancy flying around objects that impress the crowd. That that that's a little innocuous. That doesn't sound too bad, right? That's yeah, damn. no
2: biggie. Flying around some
3: objects well,
1: it in depends a field. on
2: what beer they're going to offer, but <laughs> in principle, I'm okay with it.
1: Okay. So here, here's number two, and this is the one that, that just really caught my attention. Number two, it's called a security case of beer challenge. We will award a case of beer to anyone who can jam anyone else's signals so they can't fly. Two cases of beer if you can take over someone else's drone. This challenge has strict rules for safety reasons. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> look, at, look at the prize. I think by the prize that I don't know if I can take them seriously for saying safety reasons. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and in, order to part, in order to participate, you must declare that you want to take the challenge on before you start. So we will know that you are that you are doing this. Anyone found trying to mess with anyone else's equipment without their permission will be banned from the group. Sorry to sound so draconian, but if we are going to open this Pandora's box, we need to be careful about how we do it. We're doing this in order to educate ourselves about the vulnerabilities of our equipment, not to encourage abuse of these vulnerabilities. Are you kidding me? Bullshit. (laughs) Yeah.
2: What is wrong with these people? weird, dude.
1: Okay, here's... All right. So, I'm picturing this. I'm picturing... I know how you guys like like to give me shit about Montana. Lots of open space. You get 20, 30 guys out in the middle of Montana you know, okay, let's have some fun. Let's follow this link to where this event is going to be held. (laughs) Keep in mind, this is in Virginia. Uh, I I would imagine there's some countryside in Virginia. Uh, You know, I've been there a couple times. But I'm looking at this Google link. (laughs) This is in a park on the outskirts of what seems to be a moderately sized town um apparently I'm going further out on Google yeah it's a pretty good sized town it's a pretty good sized yeah. town so these okay these guys who first of all okay there's more there's more oh my god there's more okay <laughs> so this guy I don't even know if I should use his name I'm not going to use his name because I'm just not going to go there Uh, I want to let everyone know that we may have a number of reporters from different news outlets at Sunday's event. Oh, no. Including Uh. some television crews. If you're uncomfortable being filmed or don't want to talk to any of these journalists, please let me know at the beginning of the fly-in. And he goes on to say, this is a great opportunity for us to get the word out about all of, of the positive things we represent as a community. But I will strive to balance this... With ensuring that the focus of the event is on all of us getting to, together to enjoy some flying. Thanks, and I look forward to seeing you this weekend. So on top of this silliness, they have invited local media out to to witness and so <laughs> so so dude, like here here's
2: here's my question, right? I mean, what you just read, right? It it sounds very sincere. It sounds like these guys are serious and maybe they aren't, you know, trying to do this for other reasons. But even if that's the case, they've got to be really freaking dense to not realize what the implications of this getting out in the media are.
1: I mean, first of all, dude, they are using the
2: word drone. Drone. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in, in the a title. big, big no, no, you know, okay. number one.
1: Okay, and and look, even if these guys are a bunch of <laughs> MIT geeks, <laughs> oh come on, <sighs> and they're just enjoying this because that is their. This is what they do. They ought to be well enough educated to understand, like Justin just said, the implications of TV cameras, so they can sit around and show. And put the fear of God in government officials who uh, must be very close if they're the DC area drone <laughs> users group. So, oh, guess who's going to see? Guess who's going to see this coverage? These idiots in Washington that are going to affect our hobby. What do you? I mean, yeah. what do you guys think of this?
3: Well, I mean, another thing to add is okay. Look in here. That this this group was only founded August 29th of last year, so the group itself hasn't been established very long. So that makes me question how many of the guys in this group have been flying for very long. You know, and that could obviously right there if they haven't if they're not
2: very experienced with this that can bring on a lot of safety stuff right there. So I yeah, I'm I, to make you I, I really I struggle yeah. with this a lot. I mean, you know, taking a step back as a fellow nerd, I can look at it and and somewhat appreciate what they're attempting to do. Okay? I mean, um, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't get into rocket science by just looking at books. I blew a lot of shit up. <laughs> I mean, a lot of shit. Did you call the? Did you call the media? The news media? I, I didn't. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I I when I was going to blow stuff up, I always tried to uh, <laughs> to uh, do so in a controlled fashion and without alerting anyone. <laughs> so, you know. I, it just it feels, and maybe you're right, Jesse. You know, you make the point that these guys, you know, maybe they haven't been around a lot. the The whole multi rotor scene has just exploded overnight, and yeah. people who would otherwise probably not get into RC aircraft, whether it's uh, you know, fixed wing or heli, get into these because they're so much easier to fly. And if they're not up to speed on all the regulations and the and the issues of the day, then I guess I could see them being, you know, naive to that and not realizing what the issue here is. But, man, there has to have been someone that's contacted these people and said, dude, seriously, take a step back. Think about what you're doing. Don't you think or do you think everyone is just kind of sitting there laughing like, oh, wow,
1: you know. I, I, let me also say it's been brought to my attention, and I don't know secondhand. I mean, it wasn't brought directly to my attention, but I did notice somewhere. Just in case you know, some of you are wondering, these, this club is not AMA sanctioned. Okay, just 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 letting you know that um, it is
2: not AMA. No, it's sanctioned. not an AM thing. Okay,
1: so they okay. So on top of this, they're not. Oh man, I, where do you start? I mean, how. I just got to wonder what people are thinking. What if something goes horribly wrong here? And, and I was actually reading through their discussions, and I noticed that they spend... There's quite a few topics on the negative press aspect of what they do. So it seems to me that they they are aware that there are some implications in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I I honestly can't help but wonder if they they feel like they're sincere in their attempt to bring a positive light to what they're doing but if you're going to try to do that why would you create an event a challenge where you're going to essentially jam somebody else's equipment while it's flying or try to take over somebody else's equipment what, what is that What is that going to do for us? What is that going to do for this? For, for anyone.
2: The <laughs> nice. only thing I could think of, okay, just playing devil's advocate here, the only thing I could think of is to determine, you know, there there's not a lot of detail here. So, there's not. you know, f- for the record, I'm speculating very strongly. But if it were me, and this is what I was trying to do, then the way I would try to approach it is we realize that The public and the government have certain perceptions about what these drones, as people call them, or multirotors vehicles can do uh, for people's privacy, safety, etc. And we also realize the danger that they represent to people who would want to do something bad, like terrorist acts, whether domestic or international. So let's learn about what we need to do to the designs to make them robust to interference so that someone can't take over, you know, say, Dan, you're flying your multi rotor around and someone steals your control and runs it into someone's, you know, house or some person. So that doesn't happen. But again, that's a big stretch. I'm really going out on a limb and, and here.
1: And shouldn't you do that in a more controlled environment, like say, a group of students that are. Studying this and yeah, trying. and
2: not in, you know in
1: the safety,
2: and, and, relative safety of Montana, for example,
1: and and not <laughs> you know not with the ultimate goal of winning a case of beer. Yeah, <laughs> you know I'm what I mean? speechless. I'm speechless.
2: Oh yeah. yeah, so let yeah, let's take the two biggest concerns about the hobby: uh drones, autonomy, and stealing control, and then throw in alcohol as a prize. <laughs> yeah.
1: I just, I just, let's get these guys on the show.
2: Well,
3: Dan, I don't think we're going to be able to stop it. The event is this Sunday.
1: I, I know we're not going to be able to stop it, but I think it'd be fun uh, to get them on the show and talk to them about it. Maybe get their side of it.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm still, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm still speechless. <laughs> I, I don't, I feel like I've used up all my obscenities earlier on.
1: I just, I would be curious. I would be curious, I want, I want our listeners to chime in on this. I, I would love, and if you happen to know these people, or you happen to be one of these people, by all means, contact us. Educate us. Help us understand why you think it's okay to do what you're doing here. And as far as our listeners go, send us the emails. Let us know what you think. I would love to read some of those emails. I, I just can't. Maybe we're way off base here, guys.
2: Yeah, we might be taking it the wrong way.
1: I don't see that. I was wrong once, but then I realized I was mistaken.
0: <laughs> Still speechless. Still speechless. <laughs> Nick is speechless. Oh, my this God. Is, this is what it takes, apparently. This is a momentous the, occasion. The level... The mute actually can't talk, huh? Nope. No, I, I can't. It's no, it, it's so just, I mean, jaw dropping to think that, you know, with the amount of effort, I, I mean, okay, maybe this is a little bit like, maybe this is a little bit uh, greedy or selfish of me. um, uh-huh. And I'm. Perfectly okay with that for the for the record, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean the amount of effort that I have put into this hobby and that I I mean I see so many other people put into this hobby to keep it alive to keep it you know to make sure that uh, my four year old son will be able to do this when he's my age and yeah. enjoy it and enjoy it to the level that I do. To think that you know a group of just Absolute morons. It, it does not matter what your intentions are if you're a freaking retard and, and do this <laughs> kind of stuff. I mean, it, it's just, it is. It's jaw dropping to think that all of it's just, it's so sad, you know, that uh, to see all the people put the effort in AMA, um, you know, fighting so hard during these really, you know, cruddy times. That, that we're struggling with the government and FAA and all this kind of stuff, yep. you know, going to bat. It's like we're already, we feel like, I feel like we're already slowly being chipped away at mm-hmm. I know, agree by with the that, government. Yeah. And it's just a little piece at a time and a little piece at a time. And, and these guys who are supposedly, you know, supposed to be us, this is supposed to be our side of the hobby. Is just walking right up to the news media of all people. I mean, the greasiest, slimiest bunch of individuals. in all lawyers. cities. Yeah, and mm-hmm. of all cities. I mean, and then being like, oh, hey, you know, here you go. I can't even hardly put it in words.
1: So I'm reading through there. I'm just glancing through their, through their discussion, their forum, essentially. And uh, there's a post here. And I think that we mentioned this uh, a few shows ago. There was a baby killed by a multirotor. Do you guys remember we talked about that briefly? Did we talk about
0: that? It wasn't a multirotor. It was a, a, I don't it was a 700? Yeah, it was a 700. Well,
1: this might be a different story then. Oh, no, it's not. Baby killed by a remote control helicopter. Yeah. Well, okay, so aside, uh, uh, this was the topic. It says baby actually killed by a domestic drone. So I don't know what uh, safety is Some a huge mess. concern. Here's the case where a remote control helicopter. Uh, okay, basically. Okay, uh, now I'm seeing what they're doing here, and, and it's I'm I'm actually sitting here, my blood pressure's rising. Okay, so <laughs> here, here's here's what this post is attempting to do. Um. Okay, so let's keep in within context of this. This test, this this award for cases of beer that they're trying to do. And and yep. they're trying to turn this around on us, uh, the helicopter guys. And he goes, safety is a huge concern for drones? Here's a case where a remote control helicopter crashed into a baby and killed it. And so, and then they just go on to say stuff like, multi-rotors with their less than 10-inch props might give you cuts, but uh, not dismember you. Single rotors are terrifying at sizes like 700 millimeters and higher.
0: Oh, dude. Those Are things will chop your serious? fingers off.
1: And then, so look. So here, oh, man. Wow. I'm starting to, my head is starting to hurt a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta take a deep breath. We definitely need to talk to some of these people. We need to get some of these people on the show. Don't you guys uh, think? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so if you happen to know any of these people, I'm gonna send some emails out. I'm gonna do
0: some thesaurus research. we do and i want the level of creativity for my verbiage (laughs) is going to be off the (laughs) freaking
1: so i just i just, i I, now i'm speechless they're they're trying to turn that shit around on and they're having a contest about taking over we should find something else to talk about (laughs) This, this is this is incredible i'm gonna send an email to these people Every tribe's got them. (laughs) That's
0: true.
3: And you know what, Nick? If I puff one more set of lipos, I think I'm
0: going to go insane. Dude, well, you're telling me that you're not running Genze's packs? Ever since I started running them, man, I'm getting over 200 cycles on these sets of packs. If you're still puffing them, you need to get up to speed. I think I'm going to go check those out
3: and get myself a set right now.
1: So there it is, guys. If you want a reliable set of packs at a fair price, Gen Ace batteries. You can find them at hobbyparts.com. You know, we we had a show. I guess was it was it? It was last week. We talked about the overwhelming nature of the hobby to newer people. Yep. And there were a few responses yep. in regards to that show that we kind of wanted to kind of. Go back and cover some more of it. Uh, In particular, we got a a, a question in our forum uh, from Bunkbird is his name, a username on our forum. And uh, he writes, uh, I'm a newbie and just started with micros and a spectrum radio. And he just picked up a Futaba and uh, he was shocked to learn uh, that no switches were labeled, you know, gear, throttle, hold, flaps, much like on a spectrum radio. And now he's, he feels overwhelmed, as we mentioned uh, last week. And now he's not sure how he should go about setting this radio up. Should he have it set up just like his spectrum was? You know, how does he keep track of what switch does what? Uh, First, I just want to say, you know, keep it simple uh, because you can kind of like what we did. I mean, I don't know, Nick, if you guys did this, but I pretty much set mine up initially just like all my other radios were, to make it comfortable for me initially. And then as you go along and you start hanging out with other guys that are using the radio, much like I learned at Othello last year, you can start to to learn what other cool things you can do with that radio. Mm-hmm. Which begs the question, what do you guys think? Would you recommend a radio like the 8 to a new guy? Yep. Yeah, I yeah. would. Yep. Yep. So what are you going to tell them when, when they have all these switches and there's no labels? I mean, what, what, how, how do we get over that? This is overwhelming.
0: I'd give them my phone number <laughs> and tell you it's going to suck, but you'll get
2: through it. Yeah, the, the reason why I think it makes the most sense is because, you know, quite frankly, if you're happy with a radio like the 8FG in terms of the way it feels, then it, it could potentially be the last radio you ever buy. So you might as well get something that you don't really need to upgrade and just learn. And yeah, the learning curve might be steep, but at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. And I'll say that for helis, the learning curve on these radios is quite a bit simpler because there's just not a lot of stuff that you typically need to do in there.
1: Right. Especially anymore. I mean, and that's another thing, too. A lot of guys were asking, why get such a powerful radio when a lot of these functions are controlled right in the controller itself the flybarless controller
2: that's
3: that's well, a good question along I with mean, like a, a more expensive radio you know higher quality you're going to get you know higher quality construction of the radio higher quality gimbals smoother reliability,
2: reliability. Yeah, dual yeah, or yeah there's a lot of belt ball bearing gimbals yep you know adjustability is another cool thing yep. and sometimes it's just feel too yep. yeah Software you know maybe upgrades. the gimbals are
1: Software upgrades is a big one.
0: Software yeah. upgrades, yep. Model model transfer. Big yep. one. Absolutely. You take and you smash your radio. So you've got your your three old fly helis, right? That you took the time to program in this in this new radio that was a struggle to learn. And I mean, as we all know, setting up fly bars are so much fun. And you get it all finished and then you turn around, you dunk your radio off the bench. And you're just, you know, you crack it, you bust it all up, and you're devastated. And the worst part for me is not actually buying the radio. It would be the thought of, oh, my God, I have to redo all this. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, no joke, You know, man. the better radios, you just pop that SD card out of the bottom, pop it in the new radio, and you're done.
1: Bind everything yep. up, you're good to go. Yep. So what do you guys think, though? I mean, let's let's talk about I mean, we all fly Futabas. We're all, we're all doing the AFGs now. Mm-hmm. Yep. What what's the number one thing that you like about that radio?
0: That I don't feel like I'm going to have to buy a different radio. <laughs> that, that that that's it. I mean that that is it. Is that I know that that radio can do anything that I want. Yep. If all of a sudden I turn yeah. around 2 weeks from now and decide that I'm going to uh you know, not to bring it up, but if I if I'm going to build a a freaking octocopter and want to hang my <laughs> Sony camera underneath it to go film Jesse when he's flying. Or try to or win a case of beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By jamming
2: over. someone's signal. <laughs>
0: yes. Um, I know that I can do that
2: with that radio, and have you can every, assign a a signal jamming
0: switch <laughs> if you wanted to. I mean, the exclusive yeah. function. <laughs> it's like it's like they've got, you know, they're they just stole, and I mean, there is lots of radios that you know, obviously have that number of switches, but the programmability at that cost level is the key. Yeah. You know, usually the way that it used to be was, okay, you paid more for a nicer radio, but a a lot of people flew way more expensive radios that they needed to just because they particularly liked their throttle hold switch in a different spot. Yes. All the other radios wouldn't let you change. Yes. Yes. You know, and, and that is key. You know, everyone sets up their radio differently, and it gives you that. For me, it gives you that option to change it uh, on a whim. And you know, the only really cost for that is just a a, a little bit more of a troublesome learning curve. But you'll get over yeah. it. I mean, but no once question. you
2: do get over it, dude. What I like most about the radio is how just incredibly powerful it is. Once you figure it out, you know, you you get used to it. Not only can you navigate through things quickly and easily, but you can pretty much do whatever you can think up.
0: Yeah, and that you know, this hobby in general is so I mean, it's uh it's crazy, you know, how how quickly it changes and how as a as an individual yeah. how your taste can change. And I mean, it was it was actually kind of weird, uh, you know, everybody's going to gasp at this, even thinking about this, but, uh, you know, we were down, I was down at the, um, like the marina the other day, going for a walk and down over this cliff, and I thought, you know what? I think it'd be a kick in the pants. I mean, how relaxing after all of this, the product testing and, you know, flying 3D and all of this, I think it'd be kind of cool to just chuck a, a like a sailplane off the side. Right. Right. Well, if you're sitting there, you know, rocking your low end radio, that's going to suck. Yeah. Because all of, you know, like the 8FG and, and, you know, all the higher end spectrum radios, they've got plug and play sailplane programming. And I'm just using that as an example. But the point is, it, it gives you the ability to just not have to worry about it anymore. You just really don't have to worry, and with all the other options out there, I mean, for God's sakes, at least yeah. keep the thing that you're going to exactly. use with every heli you have and everything you fly the same. Yeah, there's yep.
3: enough other things out there to pick from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, my favorite thing is, you know, like like Justin and Nick. I, you know, I like all that stuff, but I'm going to take a much simpler approach to this. I like the fact that when I start flying, my timer starts itself. Because the amount of money and batteries that has saved me has probably paid for the radio by now. That's a
2: really good point, dude.
3: Because with my DX7, and I would always forget to start my timer. And it's like, you know, how long have I been flying? I look down, it's still sitting at five minutes. (laughs) Crap, I got to land. I thought I heard the head speed drop. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I mean, you know, even if you go over like dollars wise, you get over into DX8, right? So you're...
1: They're cheaper, aren't they? Are they cl- somewhat close? I think they're relatively close. I know that the 8FG actually has dropped in price a little bit since the uh, 14SG yeah. came out.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say that's yeah, think- the com- the closest comparing one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had two DX8s, and-, and so I know how it goes. It's that we fall. It's really easy to get into, the, into that whole thing where, you know, oh, this radio is just... You know, it's just so much easier. I don't have to think to learn it. Yeah. So I'll I'll just go back to it. But I've had, you know, 1DX8 <laughs> fail. And then all of that was like, no, no, why? Why am I compromising here? And, and you know, oh, yeah, I, I, it'd be cool if I could put a switch over here for the Oh, wait, yeah, that's right. I can't make that go over there.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Bummer. And, and that's and, all you're left with. And I mean, the switch,
3: you know, at first I remember when I was making the switch, it, it does come down to, I mean, you got to sell all your receivers. One, I mean, once your spectrum, you really kind of get sucked in and it's yeah. it's kind of the natural progression, you know, to keep climbing their ladder of radios mm-hmm. just because you don't have to switch receivers. You don't know. You know, it's very easy to switch transmitters, at least from my experience. It really was not that bad with the whole with the SBUS technology technology. You know, the, the receiver prices have dropped, you know, that makes it considerably cheaper to buy Futaba receivers because you're not having to buy the full eight channel receivers. So, you know, yeah. the, the pricing isn't, you know, quite as high and it, yeah, it just, it doesn't make the transition nearly as bad.
1: So Jesse, when you switched, um, yep. you were, you were DX7, right? You just said.
3: Yeah. Which I'd had for quite a while.
1: When you first started messing with your Futaba, did you find that it was overly complicated?
3: Um, I don't know, Nick. What kind of questions did I ask <laughs> <laughs> it, for the it, three night tutorial?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three exactly. nights, huh?
3: No, it it I I caught on pretty quick. I would say, um, you know, he walked me through. I mean, at first, I mean, some of the the menus aren't even named the same. So right. I mean, you get in there and you're like, I don't even know where to start because the names aren't even the same. You know, they're yeah. But then once you start getting into it stuff starts looking actually a little more familiar, you know, it does do all the same stuff. It might just be a different title or maybe a different direction, you know, positive value versus negative value or, you know, I mean, it's, it's all there. It's the same steps to set up your heli. You just might have to dig a little bit more for it. And and I
1: want to, I want to give a disclaimer first. Now each of us fly Futabas um, and it just kind of happened that way. We all bought our own Futabas by the way. <laughs> We're this, of, this is not a Futaba commercial, no but way. you know the—that's what we can speak to the most. I know we've all had, we've all owned spectrums, JRs of some kind, in the past. And have you guys had any experience with any other radios? That you, oh,
0: dude, yes, absolutely. I had uh, the Airtronics SD10G, and very similar, super powerful radio. Holy cow! I, I mean, not. It didn't have the channel expansion because it was a 10-channel, you know, like Futaba does. But uh, as far as Switch assignment, it, it was infinite like the Futaba. Any Switch can do anything. Crazy cool timer things, uh, you know, multiple timers. It, it was right there with the Futaba. And it same exact thing, though. I mean, it was just... You can you can't pack that many features into something and make it easy. Not yeah, and make it that easy. Yeah, you know, and and there's a lot of them. Yes, a lot of them you won't use. I, I completely agree with that, but it's yeah. it's just kind of the. I don't know. I think it's more like the theory behind it that. You can use anything if you if you need to or if you want to. And that was a great radio. And the only reason that I got away from it was because they it, it was really, really big. yeah. Um, it was too big for my hands. And then I just didn't, you know, like I was at that point uh, where it was, okay, I'm going to switch. I'm going to switch from Spectrum. And do I feel that it's worth investing, not just in the radio, but in my entire fleet? You know and i just didn't i didn't feel that direction i didn't feel an upward trend for Ameritronics at that time so i ended up selling it but there was an exceptional radio
1: one of the issues guys when it comes to which radio uh we're gonna get and i don't know if it's as big of an issue now but i just, it seems to me back when I first started and uh, of course dx7 was the way it, it was the one everybody told you to get and then they, they had the DX7SE, which was a better radio, apparently, because it had uh, lower latency. Mm-hmm. Yep. What is the latency? What does that mean? I know that they say the latency of the 8FG is really low. How does that compare to, say, the DX8? Yeah,
2: There's, was a, actually, there's yeah. a guy who actually did some testing on this, like real testing, not just like going up and flying and saying, well, that one feels faster.
1: Let me give you what I, in my impression, what the latency is. Basically, latency is speed of the communication between the radio and the servos and the receiver. Essentially, the servos is that basically correct?
2: Yeah, that's right. Is there you any- give a command input on the transmitter? How long does it take for that to travel through the air in a wave to your receiver, get interpreted, and then shot out to whatever uh, servo or control feature that you are doing?
1: So before we go into to too much detail, guys, and we're talking right now about the um, the resolution and the latency. Justin, can you define for us what what those two terms mean, how they work together, and and what they do?
2: Yeah. So basically, the uh, the two terms resolution and latency. Well, we just started with with latency, so let's go over that one more time. Latency is the amount of time that it takes. To send a signal from the transmitter when, when you flip a switch on the transmitter, say, how long does it take for that signal to go through the air to your receiver for the receiver to interpret it and then to provide an output to a servo or control function that that switch was was controlling. And so this is measured usually in milliseconds. OK, um, thousandths of a second. And you know typical radio latencies range from 10 to 60 or 70 milliseconds, uh, sometimes a little bit higher on other ones. but it just depends on the model. And as Nick was saying, the the airtronics, I believe, last time I looked at some of the data, has one of the lowest latencies. I think it's around 10
0: or 20 milliseconds, isn't that right, Nick? It's um, so I've got uh, a chart here that that individual did all of the actual testing on. No, I'm not going to you know claim that it's the end of all end, but uh, he he knew his stuff, <laughs> and he went through and actually for the latency he averaged everything out. So he did minimum latency to first change at the receiver output, minimum latency to last change, and, and this whole thing, and then averaged them all out. And the Aerotronics was advertised at ten milliseconds, and actually came in at ten. So that's pretty impressive.
1: Does it have a? Where does the AFG come in on that? Does it, uh, it? let's
0: see. The AFG is looks like it put out with a six thousand eight HS receiver. I see. Two charts here, so he must have done two different ones in between 14.1 and 17.6.
1: And lastly, the uh, DX8.
0: Uh, ooh, so this is the good one, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, this would be on the you know, with the DX8, you can do the what is it? It's 11 millisecond frame rate, right? And the 22, mm-hmm. Yeah, correct, Justin? Is that right? Yeah, you can yeah. switch that for yeah. Spectrum. Yeah. Uh actually came out to uh 19.2 and 25. And that's with that was with an AR8000 with an AR7000 you're looking at 24. About 24. The DX okay, so here's a good one. <laughs> here's a great example of why you buy a good radio once. What's the most common first radio that everyone gets? DX7 DX 6i. S- yeah, 6i. Oh, 6i, sure, right. Yeah, right. definitely. DX 6i, 35.74. Okay. Hmm. Just, I mean,
1: yeah. Why, yeah, why and one of the, the
2: higher ones, I think, if I remember correctly, is the, uh, what is it, the Aurora 9, Nick? Is that on that chart? Oh, yes,
1: That's the one I was thinking.
2: That's of. a
0: scary one. Yeah. Yes, it is. That's- no, it is. The Aurora 9 was uh, in the mid-50s. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. So, you know, that's latency and depending on who you talk to and how well you can fly and all the other different variables in any given heli, some people say they can tell some people say that they can't, you know, it's, it's not just one thing. It has to do with, uh, it has to do with your servos. It has to do with your radio system. There are bunches of different things that come into play, but that that's the basic idea behind latency. The other item Dan you wanted to know about was resolution yes resolution is basically the concept on resolution is let's we'll we'll take it this in simple terms you know how a servo when you read servo specs okay the servo says that its speed is let's just say it's 0.1 seconds right mm-hmm. but usually they add to that 0.1 seconds per 60 degrees right right so that means in 0.1 seconds, 100 milliseconds, that servo will traverse through an angle of 60 degrees. And that's a standard measure for for servos. So what is what is the so what does resolution tell us about that? If we have a servo whose resolution is let's say 1024, which was the original resolution I think of the pre gigahertz radios like the PCMs and those were bumped up from 512 on the FM and AM side to 1024 on the PCM. What that means is I take that 60 degrees and I divide it up into 1024 different chunks. So that defines the minimum distance, the minimum angle. Oh. That my servo can move. Yeah. Steps. Okay. So finer movement. These things are digital. Okay. So that means the smallest unit of movement is still some finite value. So if I take 60 degrees and I divide that by 1024, then I say that my servo that's running at 10, 10 or 1024 resolution is going to give me a step size of about. degrees now if i take that and i double the resolution to 2048 now i've got a step size of 0.03 degrees what does that mean to the model well it means that us the the same movement that you make with your stick will provide you finer control out at the head or the tail or whatever control surface you're actually actuating The kicker behind all of this is in order to have let's just take the 2048, for example, in order to have a 2048 resolution system, all of it has to be capable of operating at 2048. The transmitter, the receiver, the servos, and sometimes well, actually not sometimes a lot of times you don't get that. So the resolution thing I personally feel like it's more of a marketing strategy than anything. I'm sure there are people out there that, I mean, it's a real deal. There is a difference. But how many people can actually realize that difference? I think latency is something that I personally take more seriously when considering a radio. That's just that's my view of the world. Others may disagree.
1: So kind of back to what we originally started with our listener that was maybe feeling a little bit overwhelmed. I know we kind of went a little, we went a little in depth with those explanations, but
2: now he's feeling even more overwhelmed. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of what I do. I'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's talk real world here. I, I get it. I understand that a pilot that's at a level higher than me might appreciate a lower latency, but for your average everyday flyer, is this something that should be a defining factor when I'm shopping for a radio? You know, we talked about the Aurora 9 with a really high latency. I, I think we're going to be... Most anybody should be able to notice that. Would you... It's
0: you? Yeah, there were actually, I mean, people that complained. Like, holy cow, I can really feel the difference. So when like, we're talking the,
1: the difference between, say, whatever the Futaba, or the Futaba came in at, what was it, 11 and 19... And no. That's pretty yeah. minuscule, isn't it? No,
0: I've actually flown uh, back-to-back uh, on the Spectrum and on the Airtronics, because uh, it had that option too. And uh, with the FHSS-3 versus FHSS-1 receivers, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I've flown back-to-back, nah, couldn't, I couldn't couldn't tell the difference at all between the two. I do think there's a point where you know, too much is too much, but I think that any of the good radios now I don't think that you would notice a difference. You know, you'll you'll notice gimbals and weight and that sort of stuff far before you ever notice And,
1: and this is uh, the reason that I actually fell in love with the 8FG, is those gimbals are so incredible. I actually, when I'm not flying the radio and just holding it, I, it feels like a toy to me. So mm-hmm. much where I'm actually thinking that maybe I'll crack open the case and put some stick-in weights in there, right, to give it some weight. Don't know if I'm actually going to do that, but I thought about
0: it. Well, no, I think that's, I mean, that's a good deal. Jesse had got that uh, the Gen Z transmitter pack for yeah, it. the 2,600 milliamp one. And he said it's actually significantly lighter yeah, than
3: it the, does than, than the when you have the stock Yeah, it actually makes a, the transmitter a little bit lighter than the stock battery does. Yeah.
1: yeah. All that aside, all that technical stuff aside, guys, you know, find the one that feels good to you. In this day, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to encourage anybody to go buy any particular radio, but it's got to feel comfortable to you, right? You've got to be comfortable with it. I I got a good trick. What's that?
0: Uh, I had um, a buddy of mine was kind of in the same boat where it's like, dude, this thing's got so many freaking switches and I forgot where I put this one and that one, you know, uh, over here. Use fuel tubing. Most local hobby shops that deal with RC cars, have a whole plethora of multicolored fuel tubing. Yes. And so he would just cut little pieces of fuel tubing and slide them over the switches. That's a good idea. You know, just for... So it was like, when he grabbed it, it was automatically, this one's throttle hold, this one's idle up, this one's my throttle cut. And, you know, until you get used to
1: it. I find it doesn't take long to get used to where those switches are located. Do you guys find that? I mean, when I... Yeah. I mean, it's... Um, once, once you, especially if you're the one who programmed it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause you, 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 you know where that stuff is at switching gears on you guys blades had a listener ask a question particularly about a little bit more in-depth discussion on blades. Uh, you know, how long, uh, how, how, how do we match them up? Do we need to worry about a specific weight? Um, Obviously, you're going to be using fly barless if you're using a fly barless. But can I use a fly bar blade on a fly barless helicopter? Um, if those are even available anymore, can you even buy, <laughs> buy those blades anymore? <laughs> I imagine you can somewhere. Let's start with the basics. When you're looking for a blade, what are you looking for? Do different weights, sizes, are they pre or, or do they help a different style of flying better? And let's start with sport flyers. Should they be worried about the kind of blade that they're going? They're looking for and and what should they look for in a blade?
0: Whatever sport flying,
1: yeah, whatever
0: looks cool and is the cheapest. <laughs> yep, dude. Hey, you asked.
1: <laughs> Seriously, so it's, it's that simple. So we're moving into three D. What what did what differentiates? Uh, that's where it really kind of
0: spreads. Uh, if you are a a uh, high speed big air kind of guy, you know, and you're not into a lot of pop and lock, you know, uh, big collective change, you know, not, not that sort of a deal. But if you're a high speed, big air kind of guy, you definitely want a more stable blade, um, which would be a heavier blade. And they're usually also, they're biased toward um, leading edge as far as the, the weight on them. Um, so, for example... Rat, believe it or not, the original Radix flybar blades are are they're actually they're a really good all around blade, but they're super stable. The version one flybarless Radix blades are super stable blades. I mean, they are the high speed. I know actually a lot of speed run guys that use those. Yeah, because they just they and boy, when you get them into high speed stuff. They lock in like no other. I mean, it's it's amazing the difference. You know, once you get into the little more uh, aggressive 3D, then you you trend toward a, a little bit of a lighter blade and something that's a um, little less leading edge. It maybe it's completely neutral uh, on the weighting as far as the cord goes, uh, and then it'll get. That'll make it a little bitier on the collective, a little bitier on the cyclic. Uh, You'll feel a lot more collective pop out of it and kind of like cyclic pop out of it. Uh, That, you know, but I am going to say a a big but, a lot of the blades are kind of trending. You know, they seem to be narrowing down a little bit. There was such a huge variation in blades, even if you went back three years ago. I mean, just completely different. You really can't buy any of the normal blades out there right now. Edge, Radix, you know, just going down that list. You can't buy a bad blade. And the cool part is with all of the the progression of the fly barless systems, they all work with everything. I mean, I remember I flew a set of Radix stick bangers on V-Bar 4.0. And... <laughs> Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> that was not a happy flybarless system because those blades were so aggressive and so you know just made for on the deck smack that that flybarless system hated it. I mean, it hated it, and you had to turn the gains way down, and, and then the heli just felt really poor. But that's not the case now. You can you know you can slap any blade on virtually without without changing any settings and go fly and it'll fly good. Yeah. The fly yep. systems have definitely become more robust
2: to the blade variations as people have found what, uh, what blades are in versus not. And, you know, the other point I want to hit on is you spoke of the cord wise CG location, Nick, which definitely plays a significant role in uh, how snappy things are. But the other side of it is the span wise cord, Or, I'm sorry, the Spanwise CG. The reason why that's important is because as you move the center of mass further out on the blade, that disc becomes far more stable, Mm -hmm. uh, far more robust to any sort of uh, disturbances. And so you'll find along with a leading edge CG on the cord, a a further out uh, closer to the tip CG on the span is what a big air uh, or speed flyer would prefer because that gives you the ultimate in disc stability. Whereas the 3d guys will want something that's overall lighter with a more neutral cord and a shorter or a a less span wise CG closer Mm -hmm. to the root. And also, you know, the length overall makes a big difference, right, Dan? So, you say does it does it lend itself to certain flying styles well if we talk about you know the 700 or the 90 class the typical sizes are 690s and 710s why would you want to go with a 690 over a 710 it's because the 690s are shorter which means they will change directions quicker they can be moved faster they provide snappier cyclic than a 710 Even, you know, for the same blade design Nick was talking about, let's take two aggressive 3D blades with uh, neutral cord CG at 690 millimeters and neutral at 710. The 710 is still going to feel more stable and less snappy on average than the 690s. And so a lot of the the big hardcore pilots will stick with a a shorter blade. The other thing it does is it affects what we call disc loading which is disc loading the the number itself. We don't really care about the math right now, but uh, the number itself is uh, the weight of the heli divided by the area of the rotor disc. And as that number goes up, meaning you're putting more weight over the same size rotor disc, the heli also feels much more agile and snappy. And if it goes down like a larger blade, 710s on a light heli, it feels more floaty. You hear people use the word floaty or lazy or slow.
1: A seven ten might be better for uh, a newer pilot. It's it depends. It's so man,
0: there's just there's so many it's subjective okay, as well. Jesse, yeah, so it is preference. very subjective. Yeah. And Jesse, will you pipe up on because you you actually made see there, there's more to this because then there's head speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so can you kind of go through what you went through? Because we discussed this too. I mean, geez, dude. <laughs> phone call after phone call after phone call. Yeah, Testing blades. Yeah. So,
3: I mean, basically, you know, I was running. I mean, now on my 7HV, I've tried 690s. The Compass blades are 700s. And then I flew the Radix, the FlyBard blades, which are 710s. I remember it was at the Snohomish Funfly last year. So mm-hmm. I, had, I had on there the 690s, Maverick 690s. And I think I was flying them at uh, 2100 or something like that. And then immediately I'm like, you know, I think I want to try it, you know, try a different blade or had a fun fly. Why not? So uh, Nick, let me borrow his set of the Radix blades. And I, I immediately throw those on, you know, 20 or those 690s versus 710s. And I couldn't do like hardly any maneuvers and keep them in place. I mean, you know, pyro flips are going everywhere, just. You know, mm-hmm. everything it everything became extremely difficult because of how much faster the heli was because of how much more air was moving because the blades are longer and not uh, not on the
0: cyclic and that's what you know like Justin yeah. was saying the difference in cyclic he's just he's talking about collective it's just way exactly. touchier because you lowered you
3: lowered the disc loading yep and that was even like what was it just 3 4 weeks ago when I was home for spring break and I mm-hmm. flew the compass blades to the spin blades back to back and you know that was the first thing I, I said you know the spin blades are a little bit wider cord and it's like wow doing maneuvers like you know bunny hops and stuff where you're you know you're full you're pulling that full collective that's where you'd notice the blades and then I think I made the comment as well that you know the cyclic feels almost identical
0: yep yeah I said the cyclic feels the same but wow these things are just you know they have got a, a lot, lot of pause and don't it's a lot of pull don't think for like one second that that particularly means better. Yeah, It's no. just different. Uh, a lot of times on an electric heli, it can be ab- actually beneficial to run a blade that's a little less bitey on the collective because the electric motor, it, it's all torque, baby. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it's all there all the time. Now there's <laughs> there's no load in the head. I mean, it's like, I got it now. It's right there. Yeah. So w- when you go to pop it, there, there's not, there's very, very little lag there. Whereas, like in a nitro, you go to do that, and you'll get a, a natural little bit of okay, the motor slows down for a second. There's just, there's just a, a powertrain lag that happens yeah. that smoothens that, that smooths out that collective. So, you know, you're you might be the kind of person it might feel more comfortable to run a more aggressive wide cord bitey blade on a nitro to give it that pop and that crack. But then you might want to go with a you know little softer, less aggressive blade like, uh, uh, like the rail blades are a great example. Yeah. Because of that tip design, they don't bite super hard on the collective when you first touch it. Now, you know they're still spinning the same head speed. They're still going to pull once you get into it, but they give it just a hair more lag, which can be more comfortable you know, when you're, yeah. when you're learning, you know, when you're trying to focus on on-the-deck 3D stuff. Yeah, and that's another thing to note. You mentioned the head
3: speed. You know, all this stuff can be countered for by lowering the head speed to a certain extent because, yep. you know, as, as we've also found, you know, we've all tried to tune fly systems. You get the head speed too low, sometimes you just can't. The heli's not going to lock in once you get below a certain head speed. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. to a certain extent, you know, you can... Say, oh, I have a really wide cord blade. It's a little too much for me. I mean, that's okay. You can slow the head speed down.
0: You know. Yes, absolutely. As long as you don't get under that, yeah. you know, where because like me, I, I'm I will admit I'm someone who fights with that a lot because I like to, you know, fly a little bit harder and you know th- than maybe the average guy. And I like to get it down on the deck and, you know, bunny hops and all the TikToks and all that kind of stuff. But I don't like high head speed at all. It's just not for me. So I'm constantly. On that. Yeah, yeah, on <laughs> stay, stay tuned. Stay, you know, stay tuned. So I'm very comfortable, you know, at like that. Uh, I just prefer 2000 to 2050, that range. Yeah. That, well, because I like to. Beat on the heli though, you really have to watch, you know, running a stiff damper or something like that in that head speed range. It can be harder to tune on a fly system. Whereas if I was to bump the head speed up, uh, the heli would lock in a lot better and it'd be easier to tune out bobbles and wobbles. But then, you know, same thing. I can run a set of rail blades, you know, potentially like 50, 75 RPM higher on the head and still feel have that same comfort level that I would if let's say I was running um, like the spin blades. Spin blades got bite, so you know if I go up to twenty one hundred, twenty one fifty on the spin blades, it, it's a it, it's a little puckering for me personally. <laughs> I mean, when you get it up in your face, yeah, and you you know you're messing around. It's on an the adjustment. Jacket. I mean, it's an adjustment. It really, it is. it absolutely is. But don't think. There's so many different things that you can do. You know, just tons of different ways to go about it. Certain blades, bump the head speed up, go back down, you know, more pitch, less pitch. that's a set, that. set you, know. you know. Or just grow <laughs> a set.
1: <laughs> so, guys, basically, just, just get any blade on that heli and fly it. And when you get an opportunity to try a different blade, do it. And then I have some 710 Mavericks. I have some 690 Radix tried them both. I prefer on my nitro the six ninety, and for the reasons Nick just mentioned, the the seven tens just they the floaty feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't use them, but they work, and that's kind of the point. If I needed to fly with these blades, if for whatever reason I crashed all my Radix blades, I would have these blades, and I would be able to fly them. Don't get too wrapped up in it. Uh, you'll get an yeah. opportunity to experiment uh, as you find you find yourself flying with other people. Don't make the hobby more complicated than it needs to be.
0: Yeah. There's one more thing I want to add. And, and I've heard uh, the first time I heard a, a pro pilot say this, my jaw hit the floor and I felt like they just insulted my grandmother <laughs> because coming from someone who's, you know, super technical and in my setup and it's this, I run exactly this much pitch. And, you know, back even back in the fly bar days, I knew exactly how much cyclic pitch and everything uh, and then I heard it from numerous pro guys It was like, "Oh how much pitch do you run and they were like "Uh, i I don't really know and I was like whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, whoa, 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 what do you mean well I don't know I just I run what feels right yeah and that I think is something people get so concerned with head speed what what head speed are you running i don't I don't know You know, for the most part, I think it's around this. But if it feels good and it flies the way that you like it to, then run that head speed. Yeah, Yeah. Who cares? That's what counts. Exactly. That is so important because I, yeah. oh, my gosh. I mean, just it's amazing how caught up people get in that sort of a thing. And it's taken me a long time to really loosen up on that. I mean, it has. The only time now... Uh, the only reason that I know for a fact what my head speed is, and this is true, is because just because in the Skookum, I, you know, I'm using the external governor, I tell it what head speed to run, with actually, you know, typing in numbers. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the only reason. Goblin with the Contronic, <laughs> dude, not a clue. It was like I think it's 2021 ish. <laughs> I just kept, and, and I chalked myself because I kept going up and kept going up and kept going up. I was like, Ooh, man, this thing's getting some, you know, we're moving right along here Yeah, uh, on full pull. And then come to find out again, because I actually let myself open up to the fact that I didn't care about the numbers. That's when I really learned like that heli with the rail blades on it was very comfortable to fly. At, it was at 2100. Yeah. And I never fly at 2100. I mean, never. But that one was very manageable and it just felt right for that setup. Another thing to add is you will, like, you know, all this blade
3: testing that we talk about. I mean, this is back to back flights. If oh, I just man. flew one set of blades, you just get used to it. It's, you know, it's the set of fast. blades you fly. It yeah, feels like fast. <laughs> fi- it feels fine to you. You don't notice anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you
2: do have yeah. to do it back to back. That's the only way you can really tell. Yeah,
3: which just you know goes to prove the point is it's you know it's not as big of a deal to worry about. Yeah, know, don't don't get you can't, even, wrapped you can't up. even tell if you're not doing it back to back. So
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, what do you guys got planned come uh, June fourteenth and sixty? Do you guys anything on the books? You got anything going on?
0: The best freaking fun flight ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. I cannot wait. It's approaching so quickly. And again, I cannot thank the guys over at RCA or Diane Enough for stepping up, becoming a premier sponsor for the event. You know, we're going to have a bit of a scale heli presence there. They're going to bring out some scale flyers. It's going to be an opportunity for you guys to see some pretty impressive scale helis. Of course, Tim Jones is going to show up. Pinion's going to be there. Doug Darby potentially is going to be there. And... I don't want to I am not going to they're going to try to drag somebody with them and you won't be disappointed. I I don't want to say because I don't want to put anybody in a weird position by thinking that you know we're expecting them to show up. But yeah. Um What can I say if you're going to be in the if you're going to be in the Spokane area? <laughs> you, <laughs> you, might might as- get in you might as well uh, stop by. Yeah, I have I have
0: two coolnesses there. What's that? Well, Actually, I just forgot one of them. It went that fast. So I'll start with the first. Uh, We found out... (laughs) Like how that works? That's what happens when you think out loud. That's what actually goes through my head. I I just got off the phone today with another kind of like volunteer production group, uh, video production group that will be out there filming. I've been... (laughs) Been in contact with people who are coming out, just kind of like some amateurs in the area who want to do some time lapse stuff. There's going to be a lot of media presence, yes, which is awesome because positive you know, media yeah. presence, positive <laughs> yeah, media we're, presence. We're not going to be doing any contests yeah. for a case of beer. Yeah,
2: I was going to say
0: let's no. let's
2: set the record straight here.
0: Yep, right. no no douchebaggery, no douchebaggery allowed. And only positive. It's an AMA sanctioned event, and uh, no, it's just going to be really cool. Only a (laughs) day. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And then you know, it's it's really cool because any time that we can get people out out there at the field like that to help to preserve that time, share it with all the people that couldn't make it, you know, and help give back to the you know these awesome pilots that are coming, get them more exposure. It's just great, and it's it's growing and growing.
1: i mean I'm very excited, and also let's not forget, uh, we have Othello coming up in the middle of May. Well, very I'm getting nervous about starting that. it off. Oh, I
0: remember. Sorry, I'm gonna interrupt. Here's yeah. you getting interrupted. That's all right. The scale thing. Yeah, we're actually gonna try to. I know this can be. Kind of a thing for like scale guys. They feel they go to a fun fly and they feel like they struggle to get flying time in. I don't want that to be the case. Uh, And this field is laid out so that we can all fly, which is really cool. So we're actually going to, I'm not going to say this is like a scale only zone, but we are going to have a section that is not three miles away (laughs) so that we don't have to watch it. Because if you fly a heli, then you we are you a part there. of the nation. Yes, Absolutely. You are. Yep. Um, but yeah, we're going to have uh, an area more directed toward the scale guys so that you can come and feel comfortable, you know, and actually really get some stick time in. And show us those awesome scale birds, dude. Are you dude, kidding me? I'm going to
2: be building one this year. Yes. Dude, I have nothing but respect for the scale guys. I yeah, think they're yeah. awesome. I don't think I could do it because I'm just not that patient. But by all means, you know, ha-
1: have you guys ever had a chance? And I'm sure, I'm sure you have. Have you ever to just really? Wa- I mean, someone who is very, a very scale flyer. I mean, doesn't just pick it up and fly it like kind of like we would as when mm-hmm. we were starting with a scale helicopter, but just does absolute amazing approaches, touch and goes, and just really knows how to handle it. It is, it is quite.
0: I, I, and Justin has, and Jesse has, yeah. I do believe, got to see uh, Jason Krause fly. Oh, man. And yes. That, I mean, there's a He's couple impressive. of Snohomish guys that have, I, I swear they build these scale helis just for him to fly once a year at Snohomish. At Snohomish, <laughs> yep. And it is so impressive.
1: Yeah. it, it just to, It's just a whole other aspect of our hobby. Yeah. That is amazing. And like Justin said, I, I don't know that I have the patience for it. But nonetheless, when you get a chance to watch somebody that can really handle the scale heli and make it look real. You know, it, it kind of reminds me of that picture um, that yeah. that guy sent of that Walkera, mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. landing in the snow with the snow blowing up. Oh my gosh, are yep. you kidding me? Yeah. That's impressive stuff. Love See,
2: I'd just be affra- I, I just want to sit there and stare at it. I'd be afraid to actually fly <laughs> yeah. it. Because, I, I mean, I, I've talked to local people who have spent over a year building and painting and, you know, like doing all the details. That just blows my
0: mind. Mine's going to be a little different.
1: Nick's going to make a 3D scale machine. Yeah. <laughs> there will be.
0: It's not like full scale. I'm only doing two blade.
1: And I, I don't know if any of you have had a chance to check out uh, RCR9's webpage but um, they've got some scale bodies that completely hide the mechanics and they're full cockpits I mean leather trim seats (laughs) you said cock (laughs) (laughs) fire 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 no, nah, right. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And we look forward to seeing the scale guys show up and all you 3D <laughs> guys out there and you beginners. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> you the just, moment went there my it, goes.
1: <laughs> it just went south, man. At least it was a little later in the show. must like, no, be getting no. that time. So, Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, I'm not saying that I would, but if I did, how would I do that? Um, lately, you would have to pry me away from
0: Skyrim. Oh my gosh, that's right. Uh, oh, oh, I can't believe I forgot to give you
1: crap about that.
0: I know, and I just I brought it up at the end just so that you would know you forgot to give me crap about it. Dude. Uh,
2: yeah. That um, still blows my mind that you're into that. Nick's a gamer
1: I, nerd now. He's no, way I'm into no. it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's addicted. Yeah. So if you want to talk to Nick, you want to ask him questions. Of course it's not an MMO, so I guess you can't do that.
0: No, I know. It's perfect. There's no people involved. <laughs>
1: That's Nick's perfect world.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely uh, shoot me an email at nick at rchelionation.com, and I will get back to you eventually when the game's over.
1: (laughs) When he's conquered the game. Justin, if I want to get in touch with you, and I promise, dude, I won't. I I mean, uh, occasionally I send you PMs or uh, text messages about EMPs and stuff like that, and uh, I I, kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit. I sent Justin a – I got to ask you. Do you ever wonder why is Dan asking me questions about EMP detonations? I uh, yeah, I did wonder that. Today, guys, I sent. Uh, we were having a discussion at the field about EMPs, uh, electromagnetic pulse detonations. Of course, whatever you know, whenever we have a helicopter technical question, we ask Justin. Or we have any type of scientific question, we ask Justin. And and I, I just was wondering if Justin ever wonders because I do this all the time. I'll send him weird texts, asking him questions about totally off the wall things but uh, it's always good to have that ability to do that so aside from that
2: well i gotta be honest with you dude when i first saw the text i I, i'm gonna read it out here justin (laughs) question for you if an emp detonates will it affect electronics that are powered down and the first thing that crossed my mind is dude he's afraid of like blowing up his esc or something (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you got to protect the heli, right? Yeah. Put yeah. that thing in a metal tank, seal it up. You're good to go. The ESC will still fly afterwards, hopefully. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I gotta get. I'll give you a little bit more background on that. What brought that about was we've got some doomsdayers at our field.
2: Oh yeah, there's not much else to do in Montana. Exactly, and, and so there's a lot of space to build plan bunkers for and end. shit.
1: Well, I was trying to lighten the conversation up, and I said, "Dude." I'll just make sure that my my receiver and all my shit's powered down when that happens. Cause if I can fly after that, I'm okay with that. As long as I can still get Nitro, I'm good. And they're like, no, no, dude, you don't get it. You don't get it, man. None of that stuff's gonna work. So it's gonna take out everything. So I had to I had to verify it because I didn't believe it. But But anyway, aside from all that, if I wanted to just say maybe send you an email, how would I do that? You
2: could send me an email to justin at RCHellynation.com. And if you didn't want to send me an email, but you still wanted to chat, you can try to catch me on our chat page on the website or in the forums. And I will get back to you as soon as I get to your message.
1: And Jesse, if I wanted to send you an email, how would I do that?
2: Uh, Shoot me an email
3: at jesse at rcheleynation.com. Or I would also like to encourage people to get on a real flight. You know, there's always a lot of us chatting it up in there on the mm-hmm. online sessions, and it's actually a lot of fun. So talking to quite a few listeners on there. So catch me on there as well.
1: Sounds real good, guys. I am Dan. You can reach me at dan at or you can reach me at Dan K. Reed on our website forum and on the chat room. I want to encourage you to check out our forum and our Facebook. I noticed we're getting damn close to 2,000. And um, look for something exciting there when that happens. And I think that's about it, guys. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Have a good week. See you next Monday. See you next week. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, send us an email using the Contact Us link on the homepage. If you'd like to make a donation, there's a Donate Now button on our homepage as well.